Hi friends, I'm Dr. Cindy Leibert. And I'm Brooke Jack. We are your hosts of the Joy Prescription Podcast. In this show, we interview pioneering individuals who are integrating faith into their work and their spheres of influence in their respective fields of healthcare, coaching, psychology, and ministry. We dialogue at the intersection of lifestyle medicine, brain health, and Christianity. In each episode, our guests will share their hard-won wisdom and strategies for intentional living, spiritual growth, and health stewardship. Together, we explore God's joy prescription, how He redeems our life stories and brings us into wholeness, mind, body, and spirit. We are so glad you're here to be a part of this conversation. Let's dive into today's episode. crave more joy, health, and vitality in your life. Hi, I'm Dr. Cynthia Leibert here with my fabulous co-host, Brooke Jack. We welcome you to the Joy Prescription Podcast. Each week, we share inspiration for healthy living and an infusion of joy, grace, and encouragement for you on your health journey. Each episode, we will share our perspective on a health topic and a spiritual topic. Together, we'll explore the art and science of healthy living, delving into topics as diverse as brain health, the gut-brain connection, the microbiome, intermittent fasting, balancing hormones, physical fitness, cardiometabolic health, and really the prevention and treatment of various chronic diseases. Basically, we're here to help you prevent and reverse chronic disease so that you can live your life to the fullest and walk in your God-given purpose. Hi, Brooke Jack here. I'm thrilled to be Dr. Leibert's co-host on the Joy Prescription Podcast. We will go deep with bold conversations about the truth, stepping into the abundant life and strategies for transforming your health. Our goal is to help our listeners cultivate a life of vibrant health and connection. Dr. Leibert will share the latest science to help us learn how to prevent and reverse chronic disease and build stress resilience. Our aim, however, is not only to help you create vibrant health, but also wholeness as you grow in your connection with God, yourself, and others. We're your hosts, Dr. Cynthia Leibert, also known as Cindy. I'm an integrative family physician, wife, and mom of three. And I'm Brooke Jack, pastor, entrepreneur, wife, and also a mom of three. We're so glad you're here. The Joy Prescription Podcast is the place where we share devotionals and delve into deeper topics at the intersection of our passions, brain health, lifestyle medicine, and Christian spirituality. 
we pray that the Holy Spirit uses our voices to encourage you, reveal spiritual truths, and simply inspire positive change in your life, your health, your faith, family, and work. It's time for us to get real about walking with Jesus and caring for our bodies so that we can see and experience God's kingdom here on earth. We invite you to take your learning further with us at thejoyprescription.com. Let's dive into our first episode. Today, we are going to be exploring the spiritual significance of caring for our bodies, and I'll be giving a sneak peek into my Joy Prescription Toolbox, which is the integration of my lifestyle medicine teachings in Christian spirituality to help you on your health and your faith journey. Today's scripture is 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. We're going to be speaking about the concept that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Brooke, can you please share this verse with us? Absolutely. So I'm going to read from the King James version, which says, what know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God and ye are not your own for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. I'd also love to share uh, the passion translation version version because it's so rich um, and it's a little paraphrase, but I think it enriches um, the reading of this says, have you forgotten that your body is now the sacred temple of the spirit of holiness who lives in you? You don't belong to yourself any longer for the gift of God. The Holy spirit lives inside your sanctuary. You were God's expensive purchase paid for with tears of blood. So by all means, then use your body to bring glory to God. Wow. So beautiful, Brooke. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm actually going to read from the Amplified Bible. I love this version. It just adds little nuances here. So first Corinthians six, 19 through 20. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy spirit who is within you, whom you have received as a gift from God and that you are not your own property you were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. So then honor and glorify God with your body. So Brooke, share what this scripture means to you. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you, Cindy. This this scripture has a lot of meaning for me and uh, really connects me to a, a time when I went through what I like to call uh, a growing pain in my life, at at which point um, the control freak in me was cringing because up to, I was, when I went into college, I was kind of still a newbie Christian Mm -hmm. and I had not gotten the concept of this um, belonging, truly belonging to God. And so there was a pivotal time in my life when I went to college, I got involved in a campus ministry at the University of Georgia and the Wesley Foundation. And when I went into college, my goal was to go to medical school and I hadn't considered that. (laughs) Yes, yes, it was. I was uh, interested in studying dermatology Uh and I still love 
talking about skin and, <laughs> and, and you know, observing people's skin, um, taking care of my own skin. But um, yes, I was nicknamed the sunscreen queen as, as a child and teenager because I was always uh, trying to enforce that when we would go to the beach and <laughs> golf course. I love it. <laughs> but um, so when I was you know, in college, that was my course that I hadn't really considered anything else. I had my one-year plan, my five-year plan, my 10-year plan. I was going to have all my kids by the age of 30. I mean, I had it all lined out. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. um, (laughs) I can relate. (laughs) (laughs) So when I started getting uh, more involved in discipleship, learning how to be a follower of Jesus, I suddenly was confronted with this concept of, oh, my life isn't my own. God might have an opinion, Mm -hmm. might might have even had a plan and a purpose for Mm -hmm. me. And I was shaken to the core. I thought, oh my goodness, I have never even considered asking God to show me his plan for my life or show me how he wants me to live this life for him. And so that my eyes were really opened to that whole concept. And also that God even had an opinion about my career path. Wow. <laughs> the truth was I loved Jesus and I really wanted more of him in, in my life, but I still struggled with wanting to call the shots. And so I had to just lay it down before him and ask for him to show me what path and the the verse Proverbs 16, nine said, man makes his plans, but the Lord orders his steps. Mm-hmm. And that was a verse that was taught um, at one of our Wesley meetings. And that was a life changing verse, which is a beautiful compliment to the scripture for today on this episode, first Corinthians 6, 19 to 19 through 20. And so what I discovered in summary was he came with me in mind. Jesus came with me in mind to give his life, to shed his blood, to restore me to God. And now I live with him in mind. Wow. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I really had no idea (laughs) that that was in your background. I'm so glad that you listen, you tuned in to God and you listened and were faithful because you've been such a blessing in my life for sure. Uh, Just with um, your sharing and and your understanding of scripture and just your beautiful spirit. So thank you for sharing. (laughs) Thank you, Cindy. I would love to know what the scripture means to you. Oh, yes. Well, it's obviously very profound scripture that I Mm -hmm. chose to begin our podcast with. It's very rich and deeply convicting for me in terms of, you know, seeing my body as, as this gift that I'm called to be a good steward of it's, it's really a sacred privilege that we have to carry the yes. spirit of the living God around inside of us. So it informs my, my health practices, my parenting, my work as a doctor. And so thank you for asking that. 
really one of our main goals with this Joy Prescription podcast is to help our listeners and and us as we're walking out our own faith and salvation uh, to create a theology around this concept of caring for our bodies. So we, we hope to equip our listeners with insights and encouragement and action steps, practical stuff to help us to transform our lifestyle, our health. And we want to be able to do this number one with joy and not have it be drudgery because that's a common trap that we can fall into with uh, health practices in particular, it can become drudgery. And so I have a question for you, Brooke, you've, as I mentioned, have been an inspiration to me of just how beautifully you live out your faith and how joyful you seem to be all the time, despite (laughs) all your responsibilities and, and the challenges that must go along with being in leadership in the church and being a mom and a wife and all the other things that you do to care for your family and provide for them. So share with us, how, how do you do this joyfully? Oh, well, (laughs) Um, (laughs) one of those ways, Cindy, is just keeping a heart of gratitude, just being mindful of all of the the good gifts that life has to offer that God has given us. And just for me, I'm just staying in that place of gratitude and being grateful for things, even the hard things, even the difficult things, but just Mm -hmm. being grateful because there's just so much, um, that we can experience and so um, much that God has given us to experience. And so staying in that place of, of gratitude, um, being thankful for each day that I have each opportunity, um, each growth opportunity that Uh I have (laughs) just saying, okay, I'm, I'm choosing to be grateful for this. I'm choosing to see the gold in this. Um, That is, is definitely helps me to live joyfully, even in the seasons that seem a little chaotic or um, busier than others or demanding. But another thing that that gratitude derives from is just keeping that perspective and recognizing that I am a steward of God's kingdom. I'm a steward here in the earth as one of God's chosen And so everything that I've been given, everything that I, um, the the talents that I have, the the knowledge that I have, the spiritual gifts that I have, all of that has been given to me from him. And Psalm uh, Psalm 24, one says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And oftentimes when we're doing Bible study with our kids at home, we'll, we'll test them and we'll say, do you know what? this word actually means in the Hebrew or in the Greek. And so we do this one with the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. What does everything actually mean? It means everything. (laughs) So our bodies, our health, our talents, our knowledge, Mm -hmm. all of our resources. And we are the stewards of those things. And the word steward actually gives us imagery of a manager. So I like to think of like a restaurant. Um, You go to a restaurant and there's different managers that are there. And that manager's job 
he's not the actual owner. He's just there to ensure that the restaurant is operating according to the restaurant owner's standards to make sure that it's maintaining a good reputation among its patrons. So it's doing the work according to the owner's standards, desires, wishes. And so, you know, God has given us and has entrusted us with many gifts to steward for his glory and for the benefit of others. And so that just helps me to live joyfully knowing that I'm not, I'm doing this for a a greater purpose. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you for sharing. I, I love that Psalm, the earth is the Lord. And everything in it. And when you were sharing, it it brought to mind this song we recently sang at church together. And it was new to me and just really powerful. Uh, the lyric, it's, um, if more of you means less of me, take everything. Mm. Mm. Yes, all of you is all I need. Take everything. Wow. Really, Lord? <laughs> take everything. <laughs> You know, we get into our flesh, our worldly way of looking at things that can feel like deprivation or drudgery. And of course, it's not. It's the most immense, amazing freedom and gift that God gives us to to actually shed all those things that are weighing us down or the the false kind of fulfillment of joy and health and things that we get through other things other than our connection with God. So I'd I'd love to hear more about your perspective on this book in terms of the, how do we walk out this in life without feeling this sense of deprivation that, that we're, we're really laying down our, you know, our, desires like you did with in college, you you know, giving your life to God and allowing him to lead. How do we do this with joy and without drudgery? (laughs) So I would say to this, keeping an eternal perspective, you know, I often think of um, the scripture in Hebrews that says for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. Mm. And I think about that and how It was because he knew what his sacrifice would accomplish. He knew that it would restore humanity back to God. And it was because of that truth and that reality and the joy of knowing that that's what was going to happen through his sacrifice, through his laying down of his body and his life, that it gave him the strength, the courage, the motivation, the endurance to actually follow through on that. And I think when we recognize that he's doing a holy work in each of us and keeping that eternal perspective that we are being transformed into the likeness of Christ, that this life isn't all that there is, but there's Mm -hmm. eternity (laughs) ahead. Mm -hmm. And like we talked about, even in today's scripture, that the spirit of holiness now dwells in us. I mean, wow, he's our compass, (laughs) our navigator. So when we keep that perspective that we are spirit beings, First and foremost, that's the, the true us. We we are housed here in a body and we have a soul. 
um, our mind, our will and emotions, but we're being renewed and, and made more like Christ, that gives us that courage and strength, just like it did Jesus to endure some of the trials and the tribulations of life, some of the, the difficult things, and even the transformation that we go through. It's not always um, comfortable, but we can have that courage because of who lives inside of us and knowing that it is uh, has a deeper purpose and a lasting purpose. It's not, it's eternal. Um, and I love too, to think about that, you know, when we think about laying down our lives or giving up or giving over something, you know, peeling the, our fingers off of whatever oh. it is that we're <laughs> gripping so tightly yes. that we can't forget God's generous nature. He is a generous and good father. And so he's not just taking all this stuff from us and, and not giving but he's offering us something better, something greater, something more valuable. It's his kingdom and his kingdom is eternal. And, you know, I'm reminded about the, the scripture that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness or his way of being right, his right way of thinking, right way of doing. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things will be added to you, all those other necessities of life. But when we put our focus on the thing that's the most valuable and eternal, we can trust that God is going to provide us everything that we need. Wow. Can I interrupt you for one moment? Oh, please. <laughs> Reminds me of this amazing story that happened to me years ago. Goodness, it's probably more than a decade ago, but I was, you know, a business owner of a small rural family practice in Georgia and just kind of was carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders, especially, you know, the business-wise and financially. It's such a struggle for independent private practices to actually make the numbers work and have it be uh, profitable for uh, the owners and, and still <laughs> provide all the, the necessary care with the support staff. And so I was one, uh, one afternoon going through, you know, my financials and I think making a, a report and just feeling kind of um, maybe a bit, uh, uh, hopeless <laughs> that things could change or you know, that, that it was just a really um, uh, challenging situation. And I was, was taking numbers from a spreadsheet. I was copying and pasting them into a Word document. And I was doing that back and forth for, for some time. And then, you know, I find myself just getting dragged down by some negative thoughts and it, it was, it must've been God or some kind of computer <laughs> glitch. God was working through a computer glitch. <laughs> oh, he can do that. <laughs> I made a number, a figure and put it in, thought I was hitting, you know, control paste into the document. And that verse came up, seek first. Oh, the wow. Wow. And I stopped and I actually pushed my chair away from the <laughs> Like what just happened? <laughs> and I took a moment and just recognized that I was on holy ground and God was, you know, speaking to me. And, and so, yeah, that, that was 
you know, I, I'm sure at some point I had copied that verse and it was on, you know, a notepad or something, but I don't know how it came at that moment when I was copying and pasting figures. So yes, I, that verse means a lot to me. And, and yes, slowly over time, I have <laughs> put it into practice in my life. So thank you for reminding me of that. Oh, that um, is awesome. I love, I love those little surprises. Mm-hmm. Those, I think you call them God winks. <laughs> Where you know, God's, God's speaking to you in a special way. <laughs> you know, continuing on this, this question that you asked, um, in light of what we've even discussed so far about being stewards, even on a practical level, when we are, um, giving up things that to God, we're letting go of old perspectives, old mindsets, old habits, old routines. We're saying, you know, even even certain dreams and and pursuits, and we're saying, um, I'm giving this over to you. You know, one of the things that I find is a, a very practical way to maintain joy in the process is practicing self compassion. Mm-hmm. There is this phrase that's you don't know what you don't know. And so there to me that says, okay, yeah, you didn't know this before. Now you do, mm-hmm. but don't beat yourself up for what you didn't previously know. Most of us are just trying to do our best with what information, what knowledge we have, but recognizing that we are not designed to be static or designed to transform, to learn, grow, change. And there's just going to be times where we get better information, deeper understanding, and we need to give ourselves permission to shed the guilt, to not keep carrying that around and just show ourselves grace as we become enlightened um, onto new things, better way of doing things, even with the caring for our physical bodies. Maybe we didn't know that this thing we were doing over here was, was contributing harm to ourselves or that uh, this activity over here was continuing to reinforce um, a, a negative or limiting mindset. But now we show ourselves grace. Okay, now I know. I didn't know what I didn't know, but now... <laughs> I know this. So the question becomes, what do I do now? And what can I do differently with the knowledge I've gained? How can I learn from this and move forward in a healthy way? I love that, Brooke. I actually share the same thing uh, in terms of health practices, that it, it is an iterative process. We we learn and do and go through, you know, a process and we come to the end of it and we're not done. You know, we go back and, and start where with new knowledge and new behaviors and, and um, go down that path again until we, you know, keep building and building to greater levels of health. And so that that's how it is in the health world. And also with our faith, with the the process of sanctification with, you know, God's spirit working in us. It's, it's not, you know, we're one and done. It's <laughs> definitely a process. So I, I think that does take the pressure off. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. We can't transform every aspect of our life all at once. Um, we, otherwise we get too overwhelmed and when you're too overwhelmed, you tend to not stick with it or you want to, you get the negative association and you just want to, to kind of give up. So taking, like you said, taking the pressure off and um, making changes incrementally, um, not stressing yourself out, trying to change every routine at once, but just focusing one area at a time. I, I like to approach it like this. What area of your life needs the most urgent attention? Mm-hmm. Start there. And that will allow you to maintain joy in the journey when you're just focusing on, on one area, one step at a time and not trying to do a, a whole house makeover. <laughs> and <That's> one, right. <laughs> I mean, when we have been through this process of, of renovation and we had to go room by room and, mm-hmm. and get the necessities mm-hmm. first so that we had the house, what we needed ready to go to just be able to move in and to be livable. And then there were secondary renovations that could be done as we moved in, but we had to, to lay it all on the table. Here's everything that needs to be done in this place, but what is the priority? What needs the greatest attention? What is um, the most necessary thing so that we can move in and still function our day-to-day lives without too much disruption. And that made it, um, you know, doable for us. And, and the same goes even when we're transforming our health. Um, it may just be one starting with one area first. Um, and yeah. I, Wise, wise advice (laughs) for sure. I I think that's uh, really important. And it's, I'm grateful that we have the spirit inside of us, the Holy Spirit to, you know, to, to help us, to direct us. And and so we can turn to prayer and, and just seek his wisdom in terms of what is the most pressing in our life. And sometimes I've definitely noticed that it, it is different than what I might think that it would be. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that wisdom. And, you know, it's, it's a really sad thing that so few of us are experiencing vibrant health and, mm-hmm. and purpose and connection in our life. And I'm finding, especially in this, hopefully we can call it a post pandemic world. I mean, yes. Finding with my patient population and my friends and contacts that so many people are just struggling with mental health, physical health, and and really just a sadness, like a deep soul level pain. And there's there is a loss of joy. So I'm <laughs> feel that this our joy prescription is very very needed in the world right now and. In in the church. And so, you know, we talked about the, these challenges that we have, and I'd love to hear your reflections, Brooke, on what it means for the church, all of us to be struggling with our health, with mentally, physically, um, and and being disconnected. Mm -hmm. What does that mean for us as a body? Yes. Well, I say this with with great 
compassion, but also great honesty and what it means is a loss in effectiveness and sharing the gospel and modeling the gospel. Um, when we are struggling to feel connected, when we're struggling to feel good and even have healthy energy, it, that impedes on our ability to serve. Mm -hmm. And when we can't serve, we can't be the hands and feet of Jesus in the earth. And when we don't have a strong sense of purpose and connection to community, we become very me-centric, um, uh -huh. very self-centered, um, what it, just focusing on, on me, 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 my, mine, mine, all of the things that are going on in my world and, and not the broader perspective of uh, that we are designed for community and connection. Mm -hmm. We are designed to function as members of the body of Christ. Each one has a purpose and a role to fulfill in that body. And so when we lose sight of that, um, we, we don't have that inward motivation driving us outward to serve others, um, to represent Jesus as, as Christ ambassadors. We are to represent his ministry. I like to think of the word represent right. as represent. We represent <laughs> his ministry, mm -hmm. his likeness, his compassion, his joy, um, his truth, all of those things. We're representing it to the world. And if we don't have um, the, the energy, the, the, even the physical uh, stamina to, to serve others, um, then, then we aren't actually able to fulfill that, uh, that command. Yeah. 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 That's, it's so true. And, and I've wrestled with this question so much goodness, um, you know, with being a doctor and just seeing all the, the health struggles. Mm -hmm. One thing I have learned though, is that God can work through us despite our weaknesses. <laughs> and, and sometimes, you know, our, we know the, the Bible says that his strength is perfected in our weaknesses and he can, he can work through us, you know, in the midst of illness and, and challenges and health uh, catastrophes. So that that's definitely true, but we can be so much more vital in terms of our outreach when we do have good health and energy. And so, yes, thank you so much for sharing that. Yes. yes. And, and Cindy, I just want to say too, it's when we can see the impact that we have in being connected to a greater purpose and being a part of something greater that does motivate us to transform our health, to become stronger. Like it becomes our why behind why we want to be healthier, why we want to have, um, you know, a, a healthier mindset, um, healthier thought life, all of those things so that we can embrace, um, our God-given function in the body of Christ. I love it. Thank you so much, Brooke. That's actually, it's a perfect transition into our health topic today. So I decided to focus on our chronic disease epidemic. Mm -hmm. I know it's, it's somewhat depressing, but it 
definitely is uh, important and critical, not only for the health of our society, but also for the health of the church and individual members of the body. So one of the overarching themes for our podcast is this important question that's kind of been percolating and formulating in my mind and heart over the last couple of decades of my medical career. And I was recently inspired to put it together into a provocative question. And I'll read it for you. How might we find healing and wholeness despite the chronic disease epidemic, our limitations and hurried lives and a conventional healthcare system that is crumbling. So I thought we'd kick it off with this just simple little question, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so speaking of chronic disease, I have some statistics I want to share with you. This is from the CDC and, and some woven in from my lifestyle medicine training. I want to just go over kind of the top killers in America, heart disease, stroke, cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's disease, obesity. I just want to share some statistics around that just to give an idea of the scope and impact that disease is having on us as a human population. So we know that nothing kills more Americans than heart disease and stroke. So it's, um, you know, lots of people, probably a hundred thousand or so die of heart disease and stroke every year. It, it accounts for a third of all deaths. Definitely takes a big economic toll on our society and in terms of you know, lost productivity on the job and you know, loss of loved ones. Cancer, of course, everyone, uh, all of us have been affected by cancer in some way, whether it's personally or a loved one or someone we know that's dealing with cancer who's recovered or who's passed on. I lost my beloved mom. She's way too young, super healthy, active. And she was 66 when she died of breast cancer a number of years ago. And it's, you know, it's um, a big, big deal. And, and um, you know, there's all sorts of contributing factors and we're, we're going to address those in this podcast so we can help people avoid these terrible scourges. Uh, another epidemic that we have is diabetes. So almost 35 million people in America have diabetes and twice as many have prediabetes, which puts them at high risk for going on to develop diabetes and all the complications associated with that heart disease, kidney failure, blindness, just, um, but you at risk for virtually every other chronic disease when you are when your body's impaired from diabetes. And even if we don't have diabetes or prediabetes, if you're one of the lucky few that don't, actually most Americans are metabolically unhealthy. I recently did this lifestyle medicine training program and learned that only 10% of Americans are actually metabolically healthy on the inside, even, even wow. those of us that are normal body weight. So we are up, we have a, 
an uphill battle here going on. And it's definitely no wonder that our healthcare costs are exploding and there's so much suffering from chronic degenerative diseases as we age. And we do know the diabetes epidemic, it's related to our corrupted food supply, you know, the, the things in the grocery store that are marketed as food, but actually aren't really food. <laughs> so, packaged chemical uh, snowstorms. <laughs> you know, we've got on top of that, our sedentary lifestyle, environmental toxicity plays a big role. And, and obesity is a major risk factor for diabetes. 20% uh, of kids are obese and over 40% of adults in America are obese. That puts us at risk for all chronic diseases like diabetes, heart disease, uh, some cancers. It's just a, a really sad state of affairs. And then we have what's been termed type three diabetes, which is Alzheimer's disease. And as you may know, that's one of my areas of special interest in my clinical practice is helping people to prevent this uh, terrible disease called Alzheimer's. It's a form of dementia, a progressive brain disease that affects nearly 6 million Americans. It's increasingly common as we age, uh, about 10% of adults are affected at age 65 and older. It's the leading cause of death among older adults. And in 2020, we know that the cost of caring for and treating people with Alzheimer's disease was over $300 billion. And wow. it's predicted to be $1.1 trillion by 2050. So huh. clearly enough to bankrupt our whole economy right there, just with that one disease process. So it's really heavy stuff. And I could go on and on and share lots more depressing and staggering statistics, not only about chronic disease, but also about how much dysfunction there is in our conventional medical system. But I won't, I'll spare you <laughs> belabor this topic. I just want to I want to point out the mindset, the perspective that's really dysfunctional within our healthcare system, the conventional system. It's, it's basically, we have become so focused on just quote, managing symptoms. And how do we do that <laughs> with pharmaceutical drugs that are expensive and potentially toxic and, and also resorting to highly invasive, expensive, high-tech surgical, quote, solutions. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's just not working. It's not curing our chronic disease epidemic. It's not healing people. Our end goal really should be disease resolution, which is quite different than just managing symptoms. We really need to go deeper and and take a holistic approach and you know, look at root causes. So back to our discussion about the church and how, you know, we're not immune to being sick. And right. We've heard all these depressing statistics about the chronic disease that I wanted to share. And, you know, I, I just feel like it's so important for us to have hope around our health because it's, it's truly not just 
good health. It's not just for young people or those with quote, good genes. It's really our birthright. We're, we're made in God's image and it's our modern lifestyle and, and really a spiritual disconnect that's left us so sick and anxious and overweight and inflamed and in pain and, and just hurting really. So <laughs> the big question is what do we do about it? How can we dis, uh, just transcend these barriers that we're seeing to our health and to our wholeness? So those are the lofty questions that I'm putting out there and I'd love for you to share your perspective, Brooke, on, you know, from a faith perspective about this chronic disease epidemic and, and what the, the true solution is. Sure. Well, Cindy, I would definitely say that a renewed mindset is key to transcending um, these barriers to health and wholeness. Um, there are so many lies and limitations that we have just accepted and believed about ourselves or just have been influenced um, from the world that we can't, we can't have access to this. Um, this is just how it always has been, always will be. Um, just that very limiting um, narrative. And we need to be renewed in our mindset to really connect with the truth in God's word and the truth that empowers us with change. And the word of God is so full of wisdom and he's got, there's wisdom for every area of our life. And sometimes I think we, um, another a limiting factor sometimes even in our faith walk is we just want to look at the scriptures as truth and wisdom for our spiritual lives and our uh -huh. spiritual growth yes. and our relationship with God. And we're neglecting to look at all of the wisdom that is there for the other areas of our life, for our relationships, for our finances, for our health, mm -hmm. um, for our mind. And so that is, is number one is having a renewed mindset, allowing the truth to transform us and, and partnering with God's grace in that uh, we're not doing it alone. Mm -hmm. He's provided the grace, the empowerment for us to um, change how we think and, and change how we respond. And so I think recognizing and, and taking hold of that grace is, is really critical too. Thank you, Brooke. That's, that's amazing. And thank you for pointing us to the Bible as a source for wisdom, not only for our faith, our spiritual walk, but also for our health, which I could not agree with more. <laughs> and also in addition to the Bible, I feel like just looking around to creation and to yes. the design of our body, just the amazing physiology that, that we have and, and the, the self-healing properties that God built into our body. It's just Absolutely. phenomenal. And he's oh. given us all these gifts in the natural world, whole foods, <laughs> nature, sunshine, you know, our, our loving relationships in our life, all of these things, you know, water to hydrate our body. And, and it's, 
it's just so um, amazing to look around at all the gifts that we have that we can unwrap and, and use to, to help um, build up our body and strengthen our health and, and our mind. So thanks for pointing us to that. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to wrap, wrap us up with talking about my joy prescription toolkit. And we touched a little bit about the, you know, the spiritual journey around our health and uh, God's really used creativity for me to, to help me understand his gifts um, in terms of creating health and transforming our health. And, and one of the ways that he's done this is through an acrostic that just kind of came to me. I, I got this rush of creative energy and, and uh, woke up and wrote it all out. Um, so joy prescription is the acrostic J-O-Y. And the J-O-Y piece has really been so transformative and crucial for me in my own walk, especially mental health and stress management wise, because I tend to be a person that is, you know, kind of type A and I'm very driven and very capable. And so I, I often run ahead of God and try to figure out everything on my own. And I have a terrible, uh, bad habit of taking the weight of the world on my own shoulders and trying to carry it around. And, and so he gave me that J O Y acrostic as just a little mental cue, a little reminder to J stands for just be still. Mm. So good. (laughs) Power of breath is so amazing. I I look forward to having an episode in the future where we just talk about breath and how it can Mm. regulate our nervous system, increase our parasympathetic nervous system firing and bring that rest and digest and and regeneration to our body, get us out of the fight and flight (laughs) response that so many of us run around in. So Jay, just be, just be still and surrender. So there's a lot contained in that little Jay. And when I find myself spinning or, you know, just feeling stressed or overwhelmed, I remember I say, Jay, just be Cindy, just be still. (laughs) You don't don't have to figure it all out. You can, you can just be here and, and surrender and breathe and just be in God's presence. And so that's my J and then, O is this opening, opening of our heart just to the possibility that, that God has for us all the good, all the amazing, wonderful things. And, and really even he's worked on me with this, O of it's not just looking for the good things or things that I label as good in life, but also open to the possibility of what he has for me in this hard situation, this difficult season that I might be in. And and so that's, it's just a really beautiful thing to, you know, to, and, and a healthy thing to have your heart open to possibility and, and resting in, you know, the knowledge that we have that, that God does work 
all things out for our good and his glory. So the, the O is for open your heart and the S is for I'm sorry, the S, the Y, (laughs) oh, Y, Y is for yes, giving your whole yes, being able to, you know, just surrender all those things we were talking about, letting them go Mm -hmm. that we're holding on to tightly and giving your full yes to God, to life, to health. And that is definitely a process, a lifelong process <laughs> of recognizing with, with the health, help of Holy Spirit, recognizing those things that are hindering us, that are holding us back, that are maybe false fulfillment of his true joy and true health and wholeness, those worldly things that we can get caught up in, in pursuing. And so identifying those and, and working on, on letting those go so we can show up with our, our full self and our, our total focus being on, on God and our connection to him. So that's the J O Y. I love that Cindy. I mean, it is, it is a powerful three letters there (laughs) and the word joy that makes such a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And how we approach things in our life. And yes, saying yes, um, giving our full yes is, is huge. And I, I think what makes that easier to do is knowing that we're not alone in it, that we do have the Holy Spirit um, to help us in whatever it is that, that Jesus is calling us to say yes to, that he's not uh, not leaving us alone to figure it out, but he's there to help us uh, co-create with him all along the way. So comforting and, and exciting too. Yes. <laughs> we just have to show up with the courage to open our hearts to what God has for us. And, and just knowing that it is good, even, even if it has the appearance of something really challenging or, or difficult. You're so right about that. (laughs) So I want to go back to that first Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 that we opened up with because our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We know because it is, it deserves our exquisite care. And I've, I've heard, you know, some discussions out on the internet about, you know, that we shouldn't overemphasize self-care as Christians and, you know, we should be other others focused. And, you know, I think there's a danger in that um, because, you know, it, it all, it's all about our, our heart. <laughs> when we're doing our self-care, getting adequate sleep, eating good whole foods, moving our body, managing stress, learning relationship skills and how to communicate with our loved ones so that we can, you know, have good, clear conversations and and show our love. All of that. Yes. It's for us and our body, but ultimately it's so that we can be in a position to serve others well and, and have this, you know, have our brains working clearly and thinking good thoughts so we can connect with God on a a spiritual level. So 
I don't see self-care as selfish. I see it as an important part of stewarding our bodies as the gifts that they are and, and respecting them. So I wholeheartedly agree. Yes. (laughs) And we definitely, we don't want to just, um, be kind of blind to all the, the hazards in our modern lifestyle that can creep up on us. And, and, you know, all of a sudden we have a full-blown chronic disease. I think it's so important that we are proactive and that we think about our health in a holistic way. And of course, that's what I do all day with with (laughs) patients in my clinical practice. I think in terms of a systems biology approach and, and really giving the body what it needs to thrive on a molecular and energetic level. And so in my clinical practice, we focus on two questions that kind of drives my thinking around what a particular patient might need. We ask two questions. Number one, what is it that the body is missing? Mm. Uh, you know, from either the missing from your body, from your lifestyle, from your home, from your relationships, your work, your thought life, what's missing that you need to really thrive. And then the second question is what is there in your life, in your body that might be toxic or dragging you down? And, and what do you need to be rid of or free from? And, and that's huge. It can be anything from parasites to fast food, to um, brain ants, our automatic negative thoughts that can kind of spiral our mental health. So Uh, These two powerful little questions kind of drive what, what I uh, do in the clinical practice and they're, they're, you know, accessible for all of us. We can kind of examine those on a a daily basis of, you know, what does my body need today to thrive? Mm -hmm. Do I need to take a nap? (laughs) Do I need to walk out in nature? Do I need to phone a friend? (laughs) So good. Um, Yeah. And, and this, our health habits are so powerful because they actually drive our gene expression. (laughs) There's an emerging field in medicine called epigenetics, and it's really the study of how environmental inputs. So our, our food, our, the air we breathe, the water we drink, our relationships, the thoughts we think they actually affect the expression of our DNA and they can turn genes on and off, turn cancer promoting genes off or on. I mean, that's, Mm. it's really huge. The, the power that we have in lifestyle. So this is my passion lifestyle medicine, and I can't seem to separate it from my faith. (laughs) I I don't really want to because it, it, it would just take away the power of, of God in, in our lives. And so I've spent the last 15 to 20 years of my life trying to, to learn and to understand and to organize this information just in my own mind and my life around health and, and our spirituality and, and how to how really share it with others. Cause I feel called to be a teacher. And as I'm mentioned, God speaks to me through my creativity 
And I, you know, relatively recently woke up with that rush of creative energy and just wrote down the J-O-Y prescription acrostic. And so we've talked about the the joy, the the spiritual journey. And now I'm going to just briefly give you a sneak peek into the prescription acrostic. And I'm so excited about it. It's it's what we're going to be covering in the totality of, of this podcast over the course of many, many episodes. <laughs> we're going to delve into each of these in depth. And so I'll start with uh, explaining the P stands for purpose. And it's at the beginning for a reason. And that's where we really should start from is working from finding our meaning and purpose in God, of course, how we were designed to live. R of the prescription stands for um, (laughs) ruling out medical conditions and repairing the body. That's huge. It's, It's the whole of functional, integrative lifestyle medicine and, and all that I do clinically with patients. So that's a huge topic. Um, starts with getting a medical checkup (laughs) from your uh, local functional medicine doctor. That's a, a great place to start. Maybe working with a health coach to, uh, implement some of these lifestyle medicine things. E stands for exercise and eat whole foods, much easier said than done, but very, very powerful medicine. Food is medicine. The S stands for sunshine, sleep, and stress management. I had to fit those all (laughs) into the acrostic. (laughs) C stands for curiosity and creativity, which I think is crucial for our problem solving abilities and, and just helping us to, to live vibrant, healthy lives is tapping into our curiosity and creativity. And then the R, I also fit a lot in that R (laughs) (laughs) episode on each one of these. Uh, So it's reframe rest rhythm and relationships. I stands for intermittent fasting, which is a very powerful tool for uh, turning on some health promoting genes and stimulating stem cells, improving our insulin uh, sensitivity, losing weight. It's, it has a lot of positive benefits and we'll, we'll have some episodes on that as well. P is for praying, of course. T stands for trust and thankfulness. And then I stands for iterate. And, you know, we touched on that earlier in Mm -hmm. in this intro episode that just the importance of knowing that this is a process and anytime you feel lost, you can just go right back up to the top and start with the J of just be still and breathe and surrender. And, and then, you know, know you, you have all these gifts all these God-given gifts to open up in terms of um, our lifestyle medicine. So I is for iterate. And then O is for order your life around what matters most. 
And that, that is best done with the Holy Spirit's <laughs> guidance, yes. with his guidance. And then finally, last but not least, the end of the joy prescription is never give up. <laughs> and I, I just want to encourage all of our listeners that, you know, no matter where you are, no matter how, um, you know, what, what you're struggling with, how challenging it is, or even how dark things might see seem for you, there's always hope. And I just want to encourage you to keep going, never give up. So I know this is a lot of information, but I'm so excited to delve into it with all of you one episode at a time. I'm excited for what's ahead. And uh, it is of course time for us to wrap up for, for today. So I want to end by asking Brooke, if you want to just share maybe a takeaway from our discussion today. Absolutely. Well, I just, today, the reminder of just our bodies being the temple of the Holy Spirit, that we have, like you said, the privilege of having the spirit of the living God inside of us and that how we steward that um, is an act of worship unto God. And just that reminder is so needed in just our day-to-day lives that we wake up, we embrace the new day and we kind of say, God, how can I worship you today? How can I bring you honor and glory today? And how I steward what you've given me, my body, my mind, my relationships, whatever opportunities it is that applies to you that we take that back to um, the purpose and the core of, of who we are and say, how do I honor you in this way and allow that to uh, motivate us to make healthy changes and embrace the transformation um, that he offers us through a renewed mind. Wow. <laughs> what, a, what a great takeaway. Thank you for sharing. Brooke, my, my takeaway is just gratitude, absolute gratitude for everything that's happening. My heart is overflowing <laughs> with joy. I'm so grateful for you, Brooke, for, for your partnership and friendship. And this has just been an amazing process and so excited for this project. And I'm also very grateful <laughs> for our listeners and thrilled that you're here. And I hope that you join us next week. And uh, in the meantime, I want to encourage everyone to check out the joyprescription.com where you can go deeper with us. We encourage you to become a member and you'll get access to all our behind the scenes content. And most importantly, to our monthly soul care virtual retreats. It's just a beautiful beautiful um, gathering of wonderful people that we're all journeying together. And so I invite you to join us and uh, I'll say bye for now and encourage everyone to go out and do that one thing, do, do something today that brings you joy and we'll see you back next week. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to the Joy Prescription Podcast, where we explore the intersection of lifestyle medicine, brain health, and Christianity. We invite you to take your learning deeper with us at thejoyprescription.com. Be sure to sign up for our email newsletter and receive free weekly Joy Prescription devotionals. Bye for now.